My name is Anthony James, and I love the German Netflix show Dark. I love it so much that I started a YouTube channel to talk about it. From the start, I've been told that the Dark Train won't last forever, and if I want to continue to grow on YouTube, I need to move on. Well, you know what? I don't want to move on. This show is worth more. It's worth more theories, more analysis, deconstruction, and discussion. So if you're not ready to move on either, then you're in the right place, right here on Dark Discussions. Hello, and welcome to Dark Discussions. I'm your host, Origin Anthony James, and oh boy, oh boy, do we have something to talk about today. Now already, Alex Bruckner has popped in the chat and said, still not quite ready to move on. The thing is, Alex, funny enough, I was thinking about not doing the intro package in this episode because we actually are moving on a little bit, it seems. Hello, MDM, MDDM. Hello, how are you? Uh, we are going to be doing everything we know about 1899 so far, as well as... Now, I don't really have many th full-on theories for this show yet, but there's something that I want to show you that I think we can, as a community, start to theorize around. Um, so I, I'm really looking forward to the show, and I think it's a, it's there's a lot, there's enough information come out in the last few months that I think we can take stock now and say what do we know and sort of what what can we what can we see going forward. So guys, as you as you jumping in, um, if you want to give the video a like, that really really helps, especially with the live stream. The more likes, the more uh, chat is going on, the more YouTube will push it. So that would really help help me out. Um, so thanks very much. I know that. Uh, I know that I, I'm not very good at advertising these live streams. They are going to be at the same time every single week. They're going to be at 9 p.m. Uh, Greenwich Mean Time. Now, I'm a little bit late. I was just putting my son to bed, so that's why. But in and around 9 p.m. Uh, Greenwich Mean Time, that's UK time. Now, the reason why I um, <clears throat> the reason the reason why I was uh, unable to advertise it is because I actually have no idea how to schedule. I'm really worried, like about how, about scheduling a live stream. And then not knowing how to actually activate it once it's scheduled. I think if I can figure out how to schedule the live stream, then what I can do is uh, it'll sort of show up on my channel for a day or... Sorry, our channel, Conrad and my channel, uh, The Culture Cave. We changed our name if you didn't know that. Um, so basically, <laughs> Donnie Starts has popped in and said, Woo, it's the first time I ever kept the news resolution. So that means your news resolution must have been to tune in for one of these live streams. So well done, Donnie. You're here. You are here. Um, Master on your north has already said this should be good. Um, <clears throat> and uh, Alex Brooks actually said keep it going. The principles of keeping his dark vibe going. This yeah, so I think I think eighteen eighteen ninety nine is actually like we're gonna. It's I, I think we're all expecting to have a similar vibe to dark, and it's the same creators. So obviously, obviously, it sort of isn't really moving on from dark. But yeah. Um, so Master on your north says so. What's uh, this dark show everyone keeps talking about? It you'd love it. You'd absolutely love it. I mean. <laughs> You know, it's it's not quite Stranger Things, but it's it's up there. It's up there. Um, so basically, um, right, so I lost my train of thought there. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to try for next week and schedule it. But this is hilarious, actually. I'm afraid of live streaming on YouTube to a certain extent. Um, up until last week, uh, the last time I did one, I think it was last week with Conrad, Every other time I've done a live stream, I've like after I've clicked stop, I've checked the channel, it's off, but I'm still paranoid, and I literally turn my PC the completely off just to make sure. Um, but uh, I think I'm over that fear now. But just there's a few little things with live streams that I'm not quite sure about. Like so, I'll try and schedule it to try to get the word out. Having said that, though, it seems that having done this for a few weeks now, 
there's already eight people in here. So, guys, you, you are getting the word that we are doing this every week. I think at, at our peak last week, we had 30-something, which is fantastic. Um, so the more we can advertise it, the more the subscribers can jump on in. And they are this, these are good fun. I think Conrad's not going to be here every week, um, but Conrad is going to be here way more often than he was. So even after we finish uh, Dark on the After Dark podcast, you can catch Conrad and I here, and you can ask us anything about Dark. We'll talk about Dark, and he'll be here... Um, He'll be here probably, uh, maybe not next week, uh, but the week after. So every two or three weeks, Conrad will be joining me on this on this uh, show. Maybe average twice a month, we'll say. Okay, uh, loads, loads of stuff coming in here. So um, Donnie Start says, uh, connecting. Uh, I mean, talking to uh, to talk to you about Tin Twin Peaks. Uh, oh, okay. On I, okay, Twin Peaks is a show that I have never seen, actually. But Conrad and I have just been speaking. Conrad has seen the first two episodes. Uh, Conrad has seen the first two episodes of Twin Peaks. Um, but I've never seen any of it. And what we're going to do is I'm going to watch the whole of Twin Peaks. And then I'm going to... Uh, maybe after the OA, maybe after another series as well. We're not sure where, where it's going to fall. But we'll do Twin Peaks on the After Dark podcast. We're pretty sure. Twin Peaks is one that we've had suggested a lot. Um, now, I'm, I'm sure you might be saying to yourself, well, why don't, because Conrad's already seen the first two episodes, why doesn't Conrad just finish it all? And then why don't you, Anthony, you sort of, you be the Conrad, so to speak. And that's the, the, the really sort of black and black and white answer there. The really plain answer is, I'm not as good at Conrad as, as predicting things, which is ironic because I started out on YouTube making theory videos. But my theories were all very sort of, off the wall, wouldn't it be cool if? I don't think my theories were ever really grounded in much. I, I know my Adam and Eve and the uh, Serpent is Claudia theory were really uh, sort of on the money. Um, but in terms of like the way Conrad has been watching the show like three or four times each episode and being able to pick up on things which will lead lead to character revelations in two or three seasons time. Now, I, I'm sure I was able to do that while watching the show. I just think that Conrad would be better better than me at that. And I think my my role is definitely as the host on the After Dark podcast. That's how I feel. Anyway. But, uh, yeah. No, no, don't worry, Johnny. I, I'm, I'm happy I went off on this tangent anyway. Um, uh, Brandon Winslow's here. He says, uh, cheers, Anthony and everyone. No problem. This is this is good stuff. Um, all right. So, Ask Master on your North. north um, he's the one that always spoiled things for Conrad. Well, Master on your North, we're going to talk about it on the After Dark podcast this week. After we've seen episode three, season uh, episode seven, season three, but apparently, I'm the one who nearly ruined everything for Conrad, and I, people have been telling me that in the comments of the most recent one. It's my first big mistake. I will admit that. Having said that, I'll get into it in the After Dark podcast more because I don't think I'm fully in the wrong, and I think I and I think I can defend myself. That's what I'll try and do. Uh, okay, guys. So. <clears throat> Make sure you like this stream if we haven't already. Seven people already have. Thanks very much. Jeez, Grace, that, that, that's really uh, good compared to other weeks. I think geez, the word the words getting out about these streams. These are great. Um, so if you didn't know, these streams will usually last between maybe half an hour, forty five minutes. If we get into a flow, maybe a bit longer. Um, you know, I like the live stream, guys, because it means that at least it means because otherwise my life is so hectic. I'm back to work, all this sort of thing. I might have ended up dropping dark discussions and I never want to drop dark off the channel. So in order to keep it going, I need to do a live stream so that I don't have all the editing post um, 
the show. Now, I still, when I do character studies on, on Dark Discussions, I still will probably put together a 10, 15 minute like video essay style thing, and we can play that during the live stream. That's my plan, and have a discussion either side of it. Uh, so that won't go away, but uh, this is sort of the home of where they'll be from now on. Anyway, okay, so let's get into the meat, meat and potatoes. Uh, I hope you're all enjoying the fact that we're called the Culture Cave now. If you haven't, if anyone is watching this live, or if anyone is watching this later on, whenever it's up as a video, can you please subscribe? Uh, Conrad and I have lots of really cool things in the pipeline. Um, I've also got a really interesting project uh, that I'm currently in talks with Emmett uh, on our Sci-Fi Saturday show. I don't know if it'll stay as Sci-Fi Saturday with what we've planned, but definitely something which we're both really intrigued about, so that'll be fun. Um, yeah, so give it a like. Uh, if you want to subscribe on audio apps to this uh, Dark Discussions, it is does get uploaded there. I mentioned a few weeks ago that I was going to stop but then someone in the comments said that they actually don't have time to watch the video and they'd rather listen to the audio apps. It takes me two, three minutes to put it up, if I'm honest with you. So even for the sake of one person, I'll do that. Um, okay, so uh, let's get into it. So uh, guys, if you want to contribute in any way as we go here, you know how this how this works. So I'll I'll keep reading the, reading the chat and sort of getting you guys involved. But uh, well, actually, Donnie Stats has come in and said, Dark Top 10s and 80s discussion were both fantastic, by the way, sir. I laughed a lot during the Top 10s. Yeah, so the Top 10s, I know some people threw a bit of shade at us because Conrad actually hadn't finished the show when we did the Top 10s. Uh, but, and we might do the Top 10s in the future, who knows? Um, do another one on Dark Discussions, maybe. But uh, but we just wanted to do something fun for for Christmas. Like, you know, we wanted to upload on a Chris on Christmas Day and we wanted to have something fun that you could laugh at. Um, and there's nothing we like more than just poking fun at the thing we love the most. So that's just how it is. Um, okay, Equinox has been mentioned by Master on your North there. If you've seen Equinox or you're thinking about watching Equinox, I've got a review of Equinox coming out uh, probably tomorrow. Maybe it's probably tomorrow or Thursday, to be honest with you. Um, I'm going to try and get it on tomorrow because uh, the best movie podcast ever goes up on a Thursday. Um, but yeah, I'm actually going to be talking about Equinox a little bit later on in this stream. Uh, so Equinox is a new Danish show that's been put up, um, and it's been compared to Dark a lot uh, in the in the run up to the show. I'm going to be giving my thoughts on that uh, in the review, but I'll also be talking about it a little bit later in the stream. Anyway, let's get into the meat and potatoes because I think I think we're really well in here without actually doing anything. Um, uh, so Anna Wolf says, I th I feel like uh, yes, Anna, bringing it on to 1899. Thank you. So I th I, I I feel like they have told us as much about 1899 as they told us. Uh, us in Dark, where they said it's been a, a town where kids go missing. Well, that's what they said for Dark, yeah. Like, they didn't say much about Dark. So definitely, you know, there's not much going on with 1899, but there is some stuff to unpack. So let's start doing that. So first of all, let me see if I can transfer over. Here we are. Like, actually, I don't really like, I don't like where I'm sitting there. Let me move myself down a bit. That's better. That's better. All right, okay. So basically, first things first, we have... The, and I went through this in a video before, so if you're a new subscriber to the channel, you wouldn't have seen this, maybe. Um, but if you're an old subscriber and you're an OG subscriber, you will have seen me to talk talk through this news release. This is the first thing, I'm not going to spend too much time on this because we have talked about this before. This is the first thing they released about 1899. Uh, Dark showrunners Jon Chafris and Baron Odor un uh, unveil 1899 as next project for Netflix. And basically this goes through and explains a little bit about what it's going to be. So I'm just going to skirt over this very quickly because I have talked about it before. Uh, Berlin in Germany, blah, blah, blah. the creators of the first Netflix show announced in 1899. The original series revolves around a migrant steamship heading west to leave the old continent from London to New York. The passengers, a mixed bag of, uh, of European origins, are untied 
uh, sorry, untied, united by their hopes and dreams for the new century uh, and their future abroad. Uh, when they discover another migrant ship adrift off the uh, on the open sea, their journey takes an unexpected turn. They uh, what they find on board will turn their passage to the promised land into a, a horrifying nightmare. Now, this straight away got everyone starting to think like it's going to be more sort of a ghosty story. Like they might have a ghost ship, uh, but it also might ha- might be something to do with just like a parallel. If you were going to go the same similar way to Dark, you'd have like a parallel universe ship where it's the same ship and they meet themselves. Someone mentioned that in the comments before as well. Um, someone also, someone also was mentioning maybe the possibility of the Bermuda Triangle, uh, playing, uh, playing a big, uh, a big part here. Um, so Master on North says, one of the writers for 1899 tweeted that the show was more complicated than dark. I saw that. And to be honest with you, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And I, I would love them to one up themselves in that regard. Cause, cause obviously they've shown that they can tell a consistently, a consistently like, uh, sort of sound story but they've also but they also made it really really complicated in doing that which was really really skillful and if they could one-up themselves in that regard i'm all for it uh lucy mcevil says great name by the way uh i'm getting some terror vibes have you seen that show um i haven't seen terror actually i would imagine by the name it's more of a it's more of a horror i do think based on this being set out in out in uh out in the sea uh for some of it anyway we are going to get more horrific vibes. Something about being in the middle of the sea in 1899 makes me think it's going to be more scary than dark. Stark wasn't scary at all, even though, well, to me, it, obviously it had ominous themes, but there was no jump scares. It wasn't a horror, you know, but it had a lot of references to 80s horror. So you can tell that Yonche Fries and Baron Baudor love their horror genre. So maybe they're actually going to do a horror genre uh, show now in this one. Um, Okay, so um, uh, connecting the dots says love that it's international writers. That's true because the cast is going to be international, so they're bringing in international writers. I thought that was fantastic as well. I did. I I, I enjoy. I like that little bit. Master on your off says, "Damn, I didn't even consider the possibility that other passenger ship might be from a parallel reality." Master on your north. You're the well, earlier on Master on your off. You're making a joke that you haven't seen Dark, so maybe you should go re- rewatch Dark and see who you really deal with here, because this is going to be. Well, I, I don't know. I don't think they'll do parallel reality again, but it would be interesting if they did. Um, okay, so Brandon Winsley says, uh, the oil-covered ghosts were the only jump scares for me in Dark, and they were minor for sure. Yeah, you're, you're right. And maybe actually that's a sign that they were thinking of a more uh, horror-style show in the beginning, because we do know, and I've talked about it before, that they sort of changed course a little bit uh, at the end of the first season. So maybe they were going to go down that road based on that uh, on that Michael Kahnwald appearance sort of thing, but maybe not. Uh, Donnie starts says, a little early to start theorycrafting, but I'm thinking uh, time loop thing where they find the ship and as they're trying to figure out, uh, they become the ship. Oh, that's interesting. So it's sort of like a little Tenant thing. If you haven't seen Tenant, I'm not going to go too much into it, but... It would be cool if, like, yeah, as Donnie says there, maybe if they're going in, the boat that they see is actually their their boat, but in the future. Yeah. Again, it would be interesting if they did time travel again. I'm not sure if they will do time travel again, but maybe they will. Maybe they feel like there's on. Un- maybe there was a load of stuff left on the on the uh, on the cutting room floor in Dark, and they thought, you know what, we got a load of other really cool ideas for time travel that we couldn't fit into our three seasons of Dark. Let's do it in this show instead. Maybe. Maybe. Um, so connecting the docs says, I think it's got got a. Uh, 
going to be a lot about cultural clashes. Right, okay, so there, I'm going to take a little break from the chat now, but keep going, I will come back to you guys. Um, I'm going to take a little break from the chat there because I want to show you, here it is here, I want to show you this video. Now, this, if you're not following this Twitter account, I will rep this Twitter account, 1899 Netflix. I think it's the same person who runs the fan account for uh, for, for Dark as well, Dark Netflix fan account. Um, and they've they've had this uh, Twitter account since it was first announced in t- uh, 2018, so they're on the money here. Um, now I'm not gonna everything I'm showing here today is not gonna be from this Twitter account, but there is great stuff on there, so definitely check it out if you're not uh, uh, following that already. So basically, um, let's have a little little listen to this uh, this video. I don't know what the level is gonna be like here, so I'll start low and get up. New show for Netflix called 1899, um, and we're in. Hang on. It would work if I could hear it too, wouldn't it? So basically, I'm going off um, connecting the dots as they think it's going to be a lot about cultural clashes. And this is the video clip that makes me think we can start to uh, theorize. And and I really, really want some people to... Um, I re- really, really want some people to start... I, I'm not as... Ver- okay, I'll play it first and you'll see what I mean, right? Okay. Actually, yeah, we're doing a new show for Netflix First things first, there's two things I want to pick up already that he said there. First thing, the list of the amount of different nationalities there are in this show is already thinking to myself, all these characters are going to be in the first season, which is confirmed to have only eight episodes. This is going to be a huge cast, just like Dark was, and I'm really excited for that. We're going to learn. We're going to. And we're going to like. We're going to meet and come to love so many new characters. The second thing, um, it, <laughs> it's no, no. I'm not interviewing them. <laughs> Mh, I am not interviewing them. I am not interviewing them. Uh, one day, that is my dream. I'm going to be honest with you. That is my dream, but not not today. It is not this day. This day we theorize. So basically, um, what they said there, that there was one word. I'm going to play it again. And just, just, just because I'm a teacher and I'm annoying like this, I'm going to have you try to guess what word I'm picking up on here, right? We're actually prepping already. And Yanti is right. Because it's a big show. And it's our first inter- really international show. It's, it's in English. But um, because the basic premise is that uh, a bunch of immigrants travel on a steamer from Europe to New York in 1899, and we have all different nations on it, and it's a metaphor for Europe, so you have... uh, Did you catch the word? The word he used, which I think we can start theorizing about, at least for part of it, is metaphor. It's a metaphor for Europe. Now, that is a big tell when a writer says that if he if the, if he's if he's saying those, those, they have based this and they're still talking about it, it's still in script form it's a metaphor for europe that means all of these characters in my opinion are going to portray 
their country from a certain period of time, if you were to look at it sort of in a meta way. So we can start uh, trying to find... Now, I don't know. This is what I want to talk about. Look, we can start theorizing about. Is this going to be uh, set... Like, you know, it's gonna, is it going to be a very particular point in time in Europe? And then you could sort of trace it all... Uh, you know, and say like, okay, well, Hong Kong, well, obviously they're not in Europe, but he said there's people from Hong Kong, they'll be doing this, Polish people will be doing this, uh, people from the UK will be doing this. Like, is this, will that be able to, will we be able to do that from a particular point in, in history? Now, I'm not a great historian, and I'm going to be honest with you, so I don't, my head straight goes to World War Two, but the thing is, I think that's a bit overdone, and I don't think they would just say World War Two. They he, they might be going for a more Game of Thrones style his, his, historical take, in that they just take aspects of history from like throughout a certain period of time, like sort of a couple of hundred years. Because because Game of Thrones, uh, well, Song of Ice and Fire books, George R. R. Martin takes aspects from European history from I don't know over a span of a thousand years. It's not all from the same thing. And he takes characters from certain points in time and puts them in uh, and like sort of renames them and has them be in his world. They might be doing something like that, or they might be saying, okay, the, the character drama of this is, um, the character drama of this show is going to be a very, very much a metaphor for Europe at a particular time. That's what I think we can dig into over the coming months. That's what I think we can start to think about. So, um, let me know what you think about that, guys. Uh... I think some people have already jumped in a, a couple. So Donnie Start says, if the ship they're on is symbolic of Europe, the wrecked ship they're finding would probably be symbolic of, the, of troubles Europe uh, was approaching in 1899. I, I can think of a couple of things, but who knows? That's an interesting take as well. Yeah, maybe maybe, maybe the, ship, uh, the ship that they find is sort of a reflection. Oh, maybe, like the, maybe it is a parallel universe thing and there's a counterpart of each of the characters from the first ship on the mirror ship. And perhaps the mirror ship is actually, the, the mirror person is actually the metaphor for what their country will become in in the future of, 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 of a Europe European crisis or whatever. Interesting. Uh, connecting the dots says uh, there will be a Brexit. As someone who lives in the UK, and especially as someone who lives in Northern Ireland, Brexit has been one of those stressful things in my life. Please don't, please don't make this a metaphor for Brexit. This, although having said that, it won't make me love it any less. But uh, it would be funny. Uh, so Brandon Winslow says, really interesting that it's an international story, but he said it's going to be in English. It's going to, well, I think the, it's going to be in English the same way that Narcos was in English. You know what I mean? That's that's what I think. I, I think I think uh, it's gonna you're gonna have all the different languages going on. And in fact, I think that's kind of confirmed because on that Twitter account that we're looking at now, they actually put up an advert that the uh, production was looking for a language assistant. Um, they were looking for. I think there will be a dub, uh, Donny, because I think I think it's gonna be multiple languages, but English will be the language that ties everything together um, in in the show. And I think, to be honest with you, I think that could actually work in. Baron Boder and Yonche Frieza's uh, uh, favor. I think that having that English as a core might bring more people in to watch it. Um, yeah, uh, Brandon says, hope they do do multilingual. I I think having characters from all these different countries, like we know these writers, they are not going to have everyone speak in English. You know, in 1899, have everyone speak in English. It's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Right, okay, so what else do we know? Um, so that's, that's, that's my basis of theorizing where we can start to theorize. I, I think that there is something there, um, that we could start to theorize. Um, right. What else have we got here? Okay. So yeah, I've already mentioned that according to deadline, the first season of 1899 is, will have eight episodes. 
Again, this is from that Twitter account. Do, do follow them because they're really good at getting all the news up really straight away. Um, so Master and Yoth says, so one ship is from Prime World and the other is from Mirror World. They meet where the knot overlaps. That's a really original idea. I've never seen that before. So I think I think you're onto something there. Uh, it could be a metaphor for the for the refugee crisis. Yep, definitely. Um, will they go modern like that? Um, it'd be interesting if they do. Uh, I suppose refugee. <laughs> there's been a few refugee crises uh, over the years. Um, so Donnie says, okay, I got another theory. We're gonna have an Englishman and a Frenchman at each other's throats. Well, we do know that as serious as they are about making quality TV, they also lean into tropes with all, almost a, a wink and a nod at the camera. So I think it would be hilarious if they if they had like, you know, a cockney English fella and just like, you know, slagging off the, the, the French people or the other way around, you know. I think that like having a having dynamics in in like that as sort of they're real tropes, you know. Uh I think I think that that would be pretty cool. Um, Brandon says, any filming production news? Yes, there is. I'm going to get to that in a minute. But for, before I do, I wanted to show you uh, this. So they have a cast casting news. So the first piece of casting news is... Um, now let me see if I can make this a bit smaller. There we go. Uh, Cruella and the Pursuit of Love actress Emily Beecham to star in Netflix's uh, period horror. Okay, so I don't... I, that's like that, that's, that's a pre- part of a press release calling it a horror. So maybe that is confirmed now. Um, Vic Disco's here. Hi, Ted. How are you? He's here. <laughs> um, oh, Donnie Stats says there needs to be a po- couple of Russians poisoning everyone's drinks. Yeah, well, that's, you know, that's, that would be, that would be very on the nose as well. That, that, that that's another one that didn't really just, ha- doesn't just happen in modern day. Uh, so from Dark Creators, period horror, 1899, Emily Beecham. Now, has anyone seen anything with Emily Beecham in it? I've got her IMDb page here. Um, she, one thing that really speaks to me is that she was in this, this show, or this film, Little Joe. I didn't see Little Joe. Uh, apparently it wasn't well received for 5.8, but I remember the adverts for it, uh, the trailers for it when I was in the cinema were very, very, um, they, they were, they were very, very interesting. I'll say it seemed like, I think it was an independent film and it had a very interesting, uh, thing. I don't know how she performed in it because then I get, I didn't see it. Uh, but I think, yeah, um, Lucy says doesn't know her. I think most of us are in a similar boat. Um, if you've seen things like Hail Caesar, she's got small roles in that. But I, it really seems to me that if 1899 is to be successful, this will launch uh, uh, Emily Beecham's career. So who knows? Does she have anything coming out? She does. She has some things. Oh, actually, it says here 1899 is actually the most recent thing. So it doesn't even say in, in, in production there. That shows you how secretive they're being. Even IMDb doesn't know what the status is. Um but yeah, oh, she's going to be in Cruella. I don't think she's going to be... Like, she's not actually Cruella. I think Emma Stone's Cruella de Villain. Well, there's Ray. That's nothing to do with Cruella. Yeah, Emma Stone's Cruella So she's not Cruella. I don't know who she... I don't know who she's going to be, but... Right, okay. So let's get into... What else we got to talk about here? Let's get into some stuff on Baron Bodor's Instagram. Um, because there is some stuff... Again, if you're not following Baron Bodor, go and follow him because he puts up pictures. Um, if you're not on Instagram, you really need to be because... Uh, uh, Baron Bodor has a load of um, a load of uh, sort of behind the scenes photos and videos and all the news as well and puts up photos of the set. Uh, they're making the set and stuff now. But uh, you should. Uh, Vic Disco says, good, Anthony. Hey, everyone. It's 6.30 a.m. here in Korea. <laughs> You've just woken up, uh, Vic. <laughs> I'm sorry for doing that to you. I'm sorry for doing that to you. Um, 
so Lucy says, yeah, it's probably better to have good fa- new faces in the show. I personally, I personally prefer new actors, new actresses in the show. Um, because it means that I'm not bringing my preconceived notions of that actor to the show. Um, and if it's something like 1899 where I... I I don't want to say this because I don't like predicting. I don't like. I don't like sort of laying my cards out before something comes out. But I'm pretty sure I'll like it. Whether I'll like it as much as Dark, obviously, I will wait and see. But um, I, I trust these. I trust these writers, uh, and I trust this this director. I just, I just think that they're absolutely brilliant. So I think that new actors would be great because. You know, you wouldn't want to see Leonardo DiCaprio popping up in this. You know, <laughs> and uh, you know the same the same Leo Leo voice in every film. That would just take you out of the worlds that, that the world that they create, wouldn't it? I just really don't think uh, that we need we need Leo Leonardo DiCaprio popping up in this, or Johnny Depp for that matter. Uh, right. Okay. So, although you never know, he'll probably be looking for work soon. Right. So uh, there's there's one big production thing here. It was it was a brand Brandon who asked about this. So if you look here, this is really interesting. They're start. They're actually going to be filming this show with a volume. So if you've watched uh, the Mandalorian, they actually film the Mandalorian with a lot of the. A lot, they don't actually go to many locations. They do go to some, but not many. And they actually project. Well, they're not even project. Actually, it's LED screens which have the uh, the sets on them, basically. Um, so they're going to be doing using a volume. So this is actually them creating a volume uh, at the beginning. So this is on Varian Bodor's Instagram. He's showing that we're using they're using a volume, and they actually have done some volume uh, trials as well in the past, which I'll try and bring up here. Oh, by the way, see this? Not this one, but the season one uh, vinyl for the soundtrack. You all know my mum. She got it for me for Christmas. Season one uh, vinyl. I'm turning 30 in a few weeks, uh, and she said what I want for my 30th birthday, and I said, get me season two and three. So I'll have them all soon. But yeah, isn't that a cool present from my mom? I thought that was great. Thanks, mom. Uh, so basically, let me see here. Let me see. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I don't. I think there was pictures put up of them having trials on the volume. Is this it? Possibly. No, this is this is actually out, out, of, out in the forest. Um Okay, so but you can you can have a look through there yourself. They 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 were there were pictures put up um, of trialing the volume uh, with with and it looked really cool to be honest with you. It actually might have been even further back. I'll find it. I'll find it. No. Okay. So anyway, what else have we got here? So uh, we, we've got the first episode is going to be called the ship. So you'd imagine that might be like an introduction. I I've before talked about it maybe being. Uh, very similar to the first, like the very first act of Titanic, how they're sort of like they're they're getting on, they're getting on the ship. Now I'm not sure it's going to be as like joyous as Titanic. I I, event- I originally was saying maybe it will be, but uh, but perhaps because they're all going to be wanting to go to the promised land, so they might be the promised land. They they, they might be all uh, very excited to do that. Um, okay, so what else have we got here? Um, yeah, Victor, there's an awesome gift. Yeah, I I I was really happy with it. Um, so Master on the says, I think 1899. Uh, and the Mandalorian uh, using similar virtual, yeah, background technology. That's what I was talking about. So that's what I'm talking about. The volume. So the volume is what they're going to be using for that. Um, and this is, see this picture here. I don't know if you can make it out there, but there is a, there is like sort of a big circle on the on the ground, and then there's a semicircle around that big circle. And basically, it'll be a huge wall. It'll be a huge wall of LED screens where they project the backgrounds onto it, and it means that they'll be able to do. Basically, it means if they want to get a shot at like 
uh, at dawn, for example, and really if you go out on location to get a dawn shot, you'll only got about half an hour at most, sometimes an hour at most to get that shot. Whereas if you've got the volume, you can do it as much as you as you want. Um, okay, so uh, Lucy says, I love, I love the look of these pictures so much. Yeah, there's some great pictures here. Now, um, first thing I noticed is that, um, now these are not actors who are going to be in the show, just to let you know. Um, Baron Bodo thanks these uh, these stand-ins. Um, but having said that, the fact that they are lighting their scenarios for people with darker skin, and people with Irish skin, I will say, very pale skin, uh, or, you know, they, they said Danish people are going to be in it too, so Scandinavian skin too. But people lighting it with dark skin makes me think, because it's more international cast, they are going to have people of different races in the show. And I think that's something that I've always been interested to talk about. And uh, I'm, in terms of how many uh, people of minorities there are in rural Germany, because obviously in Vinden, there's like really no one of a different race. I think Yassen's from a different cultural background, um, but there's no one from a different race. And I think that on like being from Northern Ireland or living in Northern Ireland since I was twelve, um, I understand small town in a in a, like a rural in a rural country. Like I understand that there isn't actually anyone of a minority minority around, so it made it realistic and dark. Um, but it's interesting that they that they will be having people of different uh, races and, and cultural backgrounds in this show, which makes me excited. To be honest with you, I'm looking forward to seeing how these writers handle that sort of uh, material. Um, okay, so uh, Lolly says yes, maybe uh, it will uh, be myths from many cultures. Yeah, that'd be interesting. So like metaphors, as in like met a metaphor for Europe, in that it's all the different cultures of Europe coming together. Uh, and like sort of all the different myths blending across different uh, things, because there's, there's a lot of, uh, of of similarities between a lot of different European countries and their mythologies and their, you know, there's a lot of like through lines there. So that'd be really cool. Um, okay, so let me see here. Brandon uh, says Yasin tr transcends race. Well, Yasin transcends all. You know, let's be honest. Yasin is the Almighty, as you say, the Almighty Yasin. Um, Yasin, Yasin, Yasin. Um, say his name three times in the mirror. You'll you'll be sorry. You'll be sorry. So Vic Disco says, I hope 1899 uh, will be as good as Dark. I just finished Equinox. Anyone else watch it? It was okay, uh, but it got hyped to be similar to Dark. I'm going to be talking about Equinox as soon as I finish talking about 1899. Uh, I want to put a video up about Equinox. I'm, I'm putting a review up in the next day or two. I've watched it. I'm going to be talking about it very, very briefly um, in, in, in about five, ten minutes time uh, because I want to show you something which I think is equally parts hilarious and terrifying. Um... Right, uh, Donnie says, hey Vic, oh sorry, that's for Vic, uh, MH says, it's increasing with all the refugees from Africa, it has become a, a familiar site already, yeah, okay, that makes sense then, so maybe, it's in, it is interesting, I think may, maybe the fact, like Dark, like, let's be honest, Dark wanted everyone, like, the whole point of Dark was that you could question whether or not everyone was related, so if you had just like, you know, if you had, in, tw in 2020, when it would have been realistic to have more more people of minority uh, cultures in in Vinden, it would actually take away the aspect of guessing who all all's related. Because you know, if you if you have a black family in in Vinden, then you know that they're probably not going to be involved in the family tree. Um, so that's probably why they they went with with a mostly white cast. Also because you know they're trying to they are trying to boil down the idea of a cultural rural German town. Um, which obviously today looks different than it used to, but they, they were going back in times, as we say. Um, okay, so... Uh, do you think they're going to film a video about, about Babylon Berlin? Lucy, yes, I've, I've watched the first two seasons of Babylon Berlin now. 
I'm probably going to make a video essay. Um, and Ema's watching with me, and she really loves me. So I think we're going to write a, write a video essay together about it um, uh, at the end, when we finish season three. Um, season one and two were fantastic of Babylon Berlin. I am blown away by that show. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. And and I've just watched Equinox. So d- different different uh, European uh, cinema and TV is something that I'm definitely going to be delving into more because every single thing I've watched, I haven't at least enjoyed, uh, if not loved. So I will be hitting, hitting more. Um, right, guys, just a reminder, there's 21 in here now, only 13 likes. Pop a like on it, please. It does help the stream. Okay, so... Um, Let's let's see what else we got here because there are there's a few other things. This here, if anyone's a technical wizard out there and wants to blow this up and somehow see what's on that script, be my guest. I'm sure someone will pay you a lot of money for it. I, I'm really interested to know what's on the script. Uh, there's another shot. Uh, oh, this is interesting. Uh, you get a bit of like sort of the idea of the sets they're going for. Now I don't think this will be a set, but I think I think they're sort of showing the sort of. Uh, color scheme that they'll be going for maybe this will be in the sort of upper class cabins on on the on the on the boat um yeah so there we go pretty cool see some of this more of these pictures if my there we go oh no there we go so obviously oh this isn't pictures so that they are gonna have it seems as if they're gonna have some sort of forest in it again come on it wouldn't it wouldn't be these guys without that um all right so that's that's that um so let me see if I've got anything else to mention. I don't think I've got anything else. If you can think of anything else, let me know. Um, that is basically most of the things that we know about uh, 1899. Okay. So if you would now um, indulge me, I'm going to talk about Equinox for a minute or two. Um, well, we'll talk about it for five, ten minutes. And if if I like sort of if it goes well, this thing I'm going to talk about. Then I might upload it as a separate video, um, because I'll, and I, the title of the video will be this: "I'm worried for the future of dark fans." That's all I'll say. I am worried for the future of dark fans. I'm not worried for you guys because I think most people who are um, con- uh, continuous viewers of my channel, um, you, under- you guys understand. Uh, you know, e- each show and each piece of cinema has its place, whether it's terrible, whether it's not. Um, you, you shouldn't really compare things. And when you go in to see something, you need you need to. And I'm not saying that things can't be worthless; they can be. But I think I, I think you need to go in with a fresh set of eyes, no matter what you go and see. Now, I will say, um, I've been worried about this for a while, and it's interesting that Equinox. It's in, it's it's interesting that Equinox has um, has come out uh, six or seven months after Dark. Because I've been worried for the last few months about how 1899 is going to be received, if I'm honest with you. I, I am worried about that. I'm worried that 1899... Now, I, I do trust them. Don't don't worry. So I do trust them. I don't think this will come true. But I'm worried that certain members of the fandom, fan, of the fan base of, of Baron Boder and Jontje Fries, uh, will unfortunately hold 1899 to the standard of Dark uh, and therefore be unable to accept it for what it is um so uh all right connecting the dots catch you later um i i have been worried for the last few months about this to be honest with you and i and i i told i told Ema when i talk about this i'm not going to mention star wars but you know what screw it let's mention star wars um obviously the first time you experience something it is it is going to always leave the best lasting impression on you 100 percent. and i'm not saying things like the prequels and the sequels are 
as good a quality as the original trilogy of Star Wars. But I, but what I'm saying is, people went into them with a particular mindset, um, and unfortunately, I believe that might happen with 1899, and I it has happened with Equinox. That's what I want to show. So it, see. With Equinox, this is what I want to show you. I've got the user reviews here on IMDb, and this is exactly what I'm worried about happening with 1899 because it has happened with Equinox. There is no reason that Equinox had to be compared to Dark. Okay? Yes, in the trailer, they mentioned the idea of another a parallel world or whatever. Yes, in the trailer, they showed some trees. Does that mean that if it isn't the exact same as Dark, we should just say it's useless and we never... And we and we and we don't want to watch it, or it's useless. Let's give it a one star. No, it shouldn't be like that. And to be honest with you, I am worried. And as you guys know, like I started making videos about this. I intend to make videos about Dark for years to come. This is something that is very close to me. This is something that I, you know, I do care about. Like I, I, <laughs> some of my friends when I'm playing video games with them or whatever, and they've seen Dark, and they say and they say something like, uh, you know, they reference something, and I go, oh, that's just like that time Mickle did this or whatever, and they laugh at me and they say, geez, you really love that show, like, and I'm like, yeah, I do love the show, I absolutely love the show, and I just really, really am worried because I I just can't be bothered. I know I'm gonna get drawn into Reddit arguments, like I I can't be bothered with it. But let me show you. So I'm gonna search on this page for Dark. There's 32 instances of the word dark being used. Let's have a look at some of these. Now, some of, I will say, I've checked a few of them. Some of them, some of these reviews are actually well-reasoned. They do mention dark, some of them, but they're still well-reasoned. A lot of them aren't. So let's, 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 let's go through them, a couple of them, and, and see, um, and see what they say. Uh, don't expect anything like dark. Um, first things first. Now, they do, they do go on to say it's, it's all right. Um, I would be it's akin to a midsummer thing. I don't want to give any any spoilers here, but they so they go on to say it was all right. But again, the first thing they thought was it was dark, right? Next up, uh, last third of the series went sideways. Uh, okay, well that's that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a review a lot of people have had about it. Again, I'm going to do a review on my own um, very soon. Uh, this is not anything close to dark. That's my point. I'm putting out here. So that's a four star review. Do you think if that person hadn't seen dark and they watched it? For the like without without knowing anything about dark and they watch this show, do you think they maybe would have given it a bit higher than a four, potentially? Um, great show. Uh, there we go. Thank you, this person. Oh, Arnie. Jeez, you can always you can always trust someone called Arnie, can't you? They're giving us a bit of hope. Don't compare it with dark. Thank you very much. Right next up, uh, there's someone who's big, big, long thing. I had high expectations for this series. This is a six star review. Uh, I had high expectations for the series that was described as the Danish Dark in some reviews, and I love Dark. Uh, they actually went on to give a reasoned review. Let me get, I want to get some of the weird ones. Uh, this is not Dark, don't bother. <laughs> don't waste your time. This piece of drivel, only part watchable is the child actress. That's absolutely nonsense. That's absolute nonsense. Like I'm gonna again, I'm gonna do a review, but this this show had a lot to love in it. Like it, it wasn't obviously like. Listen, we're in this community. We know it's not going to be, it's it's not going to be as good as Dark. I don't think anything ever will be. If I'm being completely honest with you, having said that, why on earth would you subject yourself to going into a show thinking, oh, this is going to be Dark. This is going to be just like Dark. You know, can you imagine? You're setting yourself up for failure, people. You're setting yourself up for failure. One star. What the hell was that? 
Most exciting thing about Equinox, it's the trailer. Series is nowhere near the level of dark. <laughs> well, you gave it a one star. As far as you're concerned, it's nowhere near Jack and Jill. Jesus Christ. Right. Um, could have been better. Okay. Disappointment at its best. Six star. <laughs> Disappointment at its best. Six star. Uh, okay. So let's see here. Worst series I've ever watched. Bad Climax. People were comparing the series to Dark, so I watched it. I felt sleepy in the middle. Very boring series. Can't touch masterpiece like Dark. What is happening? Like, what? what is happening here? Honestly. Like, not Dark, but Equinox. This person gets it. This person gets it. First of all, stop comparing it to Dark. Thank you, Alan. Thank you, Alan. Very nice. Um, let me see. Where's, where's the next Dark? Worst series I've ever watched. Bad Climax. People were comparing this series to Dark, so I watched it. Uh, wait, I just read that one. What am I doing? Dark Folk Horror. Okay, that's not the same thing. Uh, let me see here. Uh, total Waste of Time. My first Danish TV series, I had, I had expectations at first, but I disappointed as I continued to watch to, uh, to compare this to Dark. Would be an insult to Dark. Guys, have I made my point? Have I made, have I made my point here? Uh, one star. If the producers haven't put the Dark comparison to the marketing strategy... I'm pretty sure they didn't. I don't think they did. Did they? Did they? I, I'm willing to admit that if they, if they did, okay. But I don't think the producers came out and said, this is the Danish dark. I don't think they did that. I really don't think they did that. I think it was people sharing it in subreddits and people sharing it in forums that did this. Um, uh, <laughs> Lucy says, you should review negative dark reviews. That's a good idea, actually. That's a good idea, actually. Um... Okay, uh, let me see. Actually, I'll go back to some of these comments before I go on with these terrible reviews. Terrible reviews. Okay, so, um, let me see. Oh, geez, I'm way back here now. Shelly uh, says, Dark is its own thing, and it would be mad for another show to try and be that. Exactly. That's exactly how I feel. Can you imagine being someone who sat down to watch this show, Equinox, thinking, jeez, here we go. Another bit of Dark. I've always wanted a fourth season of Dark. Here we go. Here we go. This is a different show than Dark. You know, no matter what they do, it's going to be terrible. But, uh, right, okay, so, Master on your North. Well, Equinox also made us use, uh, good, made use of color and three. Okay, I'm not going to go too much into the Equinox stuff. Uh, Equinox, for example, like, okay, very, very quick review of Equinox. I enjoyed it. Uh, I... I enjoyed learning about the folklore of the, of, of, of uh, Denmark. I enjoyed, um, I enjoyed the unfolding of the mystery narrative. I think that they did do that well. Um, I think I, I really enjoyed a couple of the characters that they that 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 Astrid, the main character, came across in her investigation, uh, especially the old man, um, and also don't want to say his name because it might be a spoiler, but the middle-aged man who looks homeless. The performances of those two actors were absolutely incredible, and uh, I just uh, yeah, I enjoyed watching it. I enjoyed watching it. Was it as good as Dark? No. If I was going to give it a rating out of 10, which I don't really do, maybe 6 or 7. Like, But the thing is, 6, as I said before, 6 is a pass for me. You know, a 4 is a film which I really didn't like. A th 2 is a film I hated. A 6 is a film, I, a show I did like. Probably Equinox would get a 7 for me, if I'm honest with you. It would get a 7. Don't go into it thinking it's dark. Uh, right, okay, let me see here. Uh, it's, is it also sci-fi slash fantasy? Peter says, it. that's the thing. This is the, this is the main difference between the two, which is why... Um, 
this is this is the main difference between the two, which you can't actually compare them, in my opinion. Well, you can compare them. You can compare anything, but but at the same time, it's their own thing. Is that dark is a sci-fi, right? Equinox is a fantasy. That's the main difference. So that's like as soon as those threads start coming out, literally within the first few scenes of the show, immediately your head should go, "This isn't dark." Things happen in the show very early on where if you kept thinking that it was going to be like Dark, you should have stopped watching. Let's be honest. Um, uh, let me see. Uh, <laughs> MDM says we should start, We should make videos roasting reviewers as well. Like, to be honest with you, I, I know Conrad. Conrad. Conrad's a pedantic fuck like me too. Like, we, 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 we would be up for it, let's be honest. Um, okay, so... Uh, Venler says, I love it when Anthony gets pr- protective of Dark, even with Conrad sometimes. I'm Listen, that ex- you've said it right, Venler. I get very protective of Dark, even even with Conrad, because I just really want him to love that show. And he does love the show, and he will love that show. I'm telling you now, he will love that show. Um, but basically, um, right, Donnie says, can I drop the PayPal link? I don't know. Isn't that, that's, that's, a bit, that's a bit much, isn't it, Donnie? That's a bit much. Come on. No, no, I'm not that. I'm not that man yet. I'm not that man. Come back to me in a, in, in a few months. I, I, I'm, I'm, t- I'm, I'm, I'm dipping my toes into this YouTube thing. I, I don't want to. I don't want to let it go. I don't want to let it go to my head. I don't want to let it go to my head. Honestly. Uh, right. Okay. Um, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Uh, also, uh, the reason I like obviously Donny. I think Donny, you know my real name now. Because, um, because I, you know, you asked for a link in another point, I gave you it. So it's, I have given the link out once. So I'll just tell you my real name, so you know it's not because of that reason. Okay, my real name is actually James Fox. That's my real name, um, James Anthony Fox. So that is my name. So James Anthony is my name. James Anthony Fox is my full name. Uh, so, so the reason, the reason why I, I did that, uh, the reason why I, 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 I just gave you my real name is because I want Donnie to know. That it's not because I'm just protecting my name. I genuinely don't want to be someone who drops a PayPal link in. That's like honestly, let's let's be let's be let's be real. Peter, that's my that might be the that might be the best uh, pun I've ever seen in my life. Well done, well done, James Docs, perfect, perfect. Uh, okay, uh, right. Okay, uh, let me see. Anything more here? I'll talk about this is just this is becoming a real ramble, guys. I know it's a live stream, and I think we have you know we are having fun, but at the same time, is this good content? I don't know. Like I'm so I have no idea. I have no idea. Um, okay, all right. Um, Master on your north brings us back on topic. Equinox did have some solid acting. No issues there at all. Uh, very captivating performances. Yeah, I I, I agree. I, I I thought the acting was cr- brilliant. I agree with maybe one of those uh, reviewers when they said that, uh, that, that the trial acting was good too, but, but every actor was good in my opinion. Every actor was good. Um, all right, so let me see. Is there anything else down here? Belinda says, hi, Anthony. Um, uh, dark raised the bar. Now everything will be held to that standard and compared to it. I'm not looking for another dark. I do hope it raises the standards for other creators though. I agree with you. I do, and I, and I think it will. I think it will. But there's a difference between raising the standards of other creators um, and but there's, but also it should raise the standards of the audience. It should raise the standard standards of the audience. But when you just say things like it's not dark, nothing like dark, a show shouldn't be given a one star review because it isn't tonally similar to dark. Okay, let's just I think we can all agree on that, right? I think we can all agree on that. 
You shouldn't get a one-star review because it's tonally similar. You should get a one-star review because it's The Room. Because it's Troll 2. That will get you a one-star review, let's be honest, okay? Uh, getting a one-star review should be hard to do. Uh, one-star reviews are, is not that. Um, okay, so Vic says, um, just to get back uh, to dark for a minute, okay? Uh, I think most of the actors speak fluent English. Do you think in a few years the producers will bring them back in uh, and do dubs? I don't think they will. I don't think they will. Uh, I think it is what it, it, it will be forever. I think it is what it will be forever. Um, Archer, yeah, the room is brilliant. Let's, yeah, but it, it depends what metric we're rating it on. Like, I've I've been to the cinema to see the room. Actually, little room tangent here. I actually I actually went to uh, the cinema to see the room uh, in a special showing, and both Greg Sestero, who plays Mark, and uh, and Tommy Wiseau, who plays Johnny, were there for a Q and A afterwards. And my wife, Ema, asked Johnny, or Tommy, a question. Tommy Wiseau. And uh, she wanted to like be really arty-farty and like really like make take the piss out of him, you know. So she said something like, um, uh, I can't remember what exactly what it was, but it was, it was something along the lines of, um, yeah, uh, what, what, is, what is it, you know, why did you call it the room? You know, what does it conjure up to you? What's the, what's the artistic meaning behind that word? Something like that, right? And he just goes, you know, because everyone's got a room and, uh, you know, everyone has a room. And that's that's the thing. Everyone has a room and that's why it's called the room. You know, it was just so hilarious. Uh, it was so hilarious. Right. OK, I, I, guys, I think all, all the commenters have popped in today. This is great. But there's so much going here. I, and I feel really I feel really bad. Not uh, not actually doing, uh, you know, getting to every message here, but I'll try. Um Okay, the, the, the MH says, wouldn't it be worse if Equinox was a copycat? Exactly, that's exactly what I, I mean. When you when you when you start watching a show, if it's exactly the same as something you see before, why would you want to watch it? Why would you want to watch it? And you know, to be honest with you, the reason why, like for example, even the Death Note remake, the Western Death Note remake, the reason why that was like a five out of ten, four out of ten film for me, rather than a one out of ten film, is because they did different things. If it was a remake of of the Japanese anime or the Japanese films and it was also terrible, then it would be like a one or a two star. But because they did something different, then that gives it a three, four, five for me. You know what I mean? Like giving some sort of originality to something makes makes it makes it okay. Not okay, but it makes it all right. All right. Um, all right. So Belinda says, agreed. Things need to be judged on their own merits and not compared to anything else. I agree. I do agree with you. I agree 100%. As you can tell from the rant I've just went on. <laughs> Brandon says, the way I see it, when I find a f director I love in film, I often like their other films uh, most anyway. Uh, this sounds, this should be uh, similar. They are clearly talented creators, and I think 1899 will be good regardless. I, I have share the same faith as you. I do share the same faith as you. And I think we will, I think, I think we will uh, be happy when it comes out. And really, what I'm really looking forward to is, like, now that we have this community here, when 1899 comes out, we'll actually have a place to go and theorize together about season two. So it's like we actually have a built-in place. I really wish I started this channel way back in season one of Dark because you can imagine the craziness we would have got up to between those seasons, you know. So I'm, I'm really, really, uh, I'm really, really appreciative of, of, of this community for that. And, and we're going to enjoy it going forward. But uh, right. Um, Brandon Winslow, there's a few comments I'm skipping here, but I will go back to them. But Brandon Winslow says, any plans to watch it before Conrad? Um, Yes, I've actually talked to Conrad about that, and we are going to be talking. 
talking about that whenever it is sort of announced when what date it's coming out. We are going to be doing 1899 on the After Dark podcast for the first season. And then we'll do the After Dark podcast when the second season comes out. So it'll be split, you know? So Conrad won't watch it. I'm going to binge it. And then we'll all do 1899 together. So he isn't going to watch 1899 when it first comes out. I'm going to binge it as quick as possible. Probably, let's be honest, in a couple of days. And then he's going to go through it with us. Um, uh, yeah, we, Donnie, we're making Rad do it again. In fact, he's doing the OA very soon. So if you haven't seen the OA, check it out. I would say even if you have seen the OA and you didn't, some people are commenting saying that they didn't really, you know, the, the OA didn't hook them. Trust me, they're always going to hook you with Conrad's crazy theories. Let's be honest. <laughs> Let's be honest. Right, okay, let me see. Something else here. Um, Chris says, Anthony, thank you so much for everything you do. Keeping us uh, all com company all the time. Uh, I'm going to see it first thing in the morning. Um, oh, Chris has just popped in to say that. Thanks very much, Chris. Um, listen, guys, I'm having fun here. I'm having fun on this channel. Conrad's joined me. We now own the channel together. This is just a great old fun time. That's how I view it. I wouldn't like, as I said before, I've said in the past, I've got two kids. I've got, you know, a loving wife who I need to spend more time with. Um, I've got a full life. I've got a full-time job uh, as a teacher. I wouldn't be doing this unless I loved it. So that's why I'm not I'm not putting my PayPal link in because this is not about that. This is about me having a bit of fun. If it and, and and I'm not saying that to try and be to be righteous. I'm saying that because if it turned into that, if if in my brain it turned into I only do this for money, then I wouldn't be I wouldn't want to do it anymore. I wouldn't want to do it anymore. Let's be honest. Um, okay, uh, let me see here. Um, t -t 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 Vic, I'm not going to get into a discussion about 12 monkeys at the minute. I've, I've been going for an hour now. I need to wrap this thing up. I need to wrap this thing up. Um, I'm going to go watch Babylon Balloon with my wife. That's what I'm going to do next. Um, yeah, Donnie, getting their monies is fun. I agree with that. But at the same time, you know, more important things. Uh, Belinda, we love you, Anthony. Thank you for everything that you do in the dark community. Really look forward to the upcoming 1899 journey with you. Jeez, I'm really looking forward to that, Belinda. Also, Belinda, Emmett and I are thinking about something that perhaps might be in the Expanse realm uh, as a long-form series. Uh, we're thinking possibly of doing it, but um, it's going to be announced further to the near, near the end of the Expanse series. Uh, maybe you can guess what it is from just me saying that, but but just so you know, that's maybe coming too. Um, for the o Simon says, for the OA, I'm going to be Anth Anthorad. Anthonrad. Uh, I've only seen the first season. Whoa, if you've only seen the first season, Simon... Sure, okay. There's some stuff in the th second season. Now, it's been cancelled. Like, you do know that. So there's some stuff, the really crazy stuff in the second season, which won't be answered. But just experiencing it is great. Um, uh, Donnie says, making me want to quit my job right now, bro. <laughs> what? Does that mean you don't like your job? You don't like your job? Oh, okay. Do something you love, guys. Having said that, if it's going to cause you to be homeless, don't do something you love. Do something you love in the evening times. And then eventually it'll turn into your job. Um, uh, I love my job, Donnie. Now, I think loving your job does not mean the same thing as loving going to your job. Let me say that. It's not like I wake up in the morning thinking, yay, I'm going to skip into school. Like, I don't think that. But I do love my job. You know, I, I do love, I love, I love the, the job that I have. But it's not the same as loving going to your job. If you know, you know the difference. Um, right, okay. MH says, I watched the first episode of your way already. It was very hard to not keep watching. Uh, I'm really looking forward. Oh, you've already watched it for the, so you're going to be a Conrad. Okay. Awesome. MH that Yeah. Okay. I can see at the end of the OA, I can see why it the first episode, because basically this isn't a spoiler, right? But in the OA, 
it's like it is long the first season especially it is long form storytelling um the first few episodes are a little slow the title card of the oa doesn't appear until like 57 minutes in or something like that it's like the same proportion as it would in a film so the whole season is like a huge film it's really cool uh okay so can't wait wait to hear what you and i'm gonna cooking up yep there we go uh Mensch Anthony. Thank you. You're a good too good person, Anthony. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But as long as, long as we can all come together, that'll be good. Um Vic says, uh, hey, are we ever gonna discuss Westworld? <laughs> yes, yes, we are. The thing is though, I want to rewatch the first season of Westworld before I do that. And let's be honest, Vic, the first season is basically where most of the parallels would be. I know the third season would have it too, but I think maybe the first season would mostly be where the parallels are. I'm going to do a similar style of the one I did to Dark, and I will be doing that. I will be doing that. Black Spot is a show that they would get uh, get behind uh, compared to Equinox. Okay, well, I maybe will check out Black Spot. I haven't watched that yet. Um, uh, well, I'm a math teacher, Donnie, so I'm you know, close enough to an account, I suppose. Simon says, I wasn't intending to watch uh, season two since they cancelled it. Yeah, Simon, but you have to watch it with Conrad. You have to watch it with Con- Conrad. Uh, Vic says, by the way, I'm a teacher over here too, Anthony. Brother teacher. Yeah, teachers unite. Uh, we already do. Most teachers are in unions, actually. Yeah, so teachers have united. Um, Simon, I will watch it now. Good, Simon. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> geez, these are coming in too fast. Um, right, okay. So, Simon, uh, do Eric says, have to get back to work, but do it up, James. Okay, I don't really know what that means, Eric, but I'm thankful for your support. Thank you. Um Venla starting to become a teacher over here. Excellent, excellent. You know, um, it is a great. Like I really enjoy the job. Uh, you just have to always remember to put the kids first, no matter what. Uh, sometimes that means that means uh, their grades. Sometimes that means the person. Just remember that. Um, okay, so Vic Disco says agreed. Westworld season one was awesome. Yes, yeah, Westworld season one. If they if that was cancelled after one season, might have went down as one of the best shows of all time. Um, I'm oh Shelly, I'm still going to be called Anthony. I don't mind if you call me James in the comments. I, I really don't. But uh, Conrad and I, just a difference here between us. It's going to be Anthony and Conrad. Um, because otherwise it's going to be a whole lot. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. Um, so Lucy says, did you watch the goodbye video with the cast of Dark? I don't think I did. I don't think I did. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. When the, when the season first came out... Uh, I was really into the story and I like whenever season three came out and I was like making videos about it and I was reviewing it and I was like starting the After Dark podcast. I didn't actually go and look at all like the pop culture-y actors talking. Like I didn't really go and look at any of that stuff. I didn't get, I'm not really, I, I would go, I would watch it. Like I would watch Lewis Hoffman and Lisa Ficari goofing around backstage and stuff. But I just haven't, I haven't consumed any of that if I'm honest with you. Um, yeah, Peter. Conrad is also James. We mentioned that in one of the After Dark podcasts. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, James Squared. Um, so, uh, all right, see you later. So if Master Onion North is leaving, I'm going to leave too. Uh, so we can't do it without him. So thanks very much for watching, guys. Um, I really, really appreciate you all uh, being here. I'm, I'm sure like one day, one day Conrad and I will just do a big Q&A and we'll sit here for ages and chat away with you about stuff. I will say that we're planning on doing an unanswered questions. Now I know a lot of the unanswered questions you've asked to me in the past about, uh, about dark, but I'm planning on doing an unanswered questions, uh, episode of dark discussions that will be like a, uh, it will be a, a companion with the after dark podcast that week. So that that'll be in two weeks time. Whenever we do episode eight 
of season three. The next day on the Tuesday, we're going to go live together and we are going to answer all of your unanswered questions. Um, I will try not to get heated because if Conrad doesn't agree with certain things I say, I will get heated. But, you know, our friendship has survived many an argument. Don't worry about that. Uh, mostly about politics. Uh, we all, that, that was that was Conrad showing me the way, let's be honest. I've, I've known Conrad since I was 23 uh, and he was always a few years older than me. So he's 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 guided me under his under his wing, and we are we are at the point now where we don't really uh, debate about that anymore. But uh, we will be debating about Dark because if he doesn't agree everything what I say, then he's gonna he, he's gonna hear about it, right, guys? So that'll be fun. I'll, I'll I'll talk about that on the After Dark podcast too. Apart from that, I've said it again. Thanks very much for watching, guys. Um, and I I am gonna go back and read all these this this chat because it's unbelievable how much uh, how much you guys coming in and chatting to me in here, and I'm really really. Uh, appreciating it. Um, Belinda says, let's end on this note. Belinda says, as a mom of four grown children, I can say without a doubt, I am forever in debt, uh, in debt to all the teachers that contribute to their lives. Thank you very much, Belinda. That is the most heart heartwarming thing anyone could ever say to a teacher because at the end of the day, that's why everyone got into teaching. Some teachers don't want to stay there, but that's why everyone got in there. So thanks very much. Right, guys. I'll see you later. Bye-bye.